0: I shall start with a dramatic reading. Good evening. Good day. When Mm. World War I, well actually, sorry. When World War II was over, Uncle Sam said, boys, go home. No one had to twist my arm. I came back across the foam. Now things are in a mess again. The world is all agog. Old Joe Stalin in Moscow is eating too high on the hog. Mr. Stalin, you're eating too high on the hog. Mr. Stalin, quit feeding these lies to your mob. Now, Joe, you better change your way, or like Hitler, you will pay for eating too high on the hog. Now, old Joe, getting up in age, they say he ain't so dumb. He knows all about ships and tanks and maybe atom bombs. If he keeps eating like he is at his own discretion, one of these days, he's gonna wake up with American indigestion. Mr. Stalin, you're eating too high on the hog. Mr. Stalin, quit feeding these lies to your mob. We know you've got armies and we know they're that big. But don't forget that a ham is close to the tail end of a pig. Now, Molotov and Malik were only office boys. They came to the UN and made a lot of noise. They're only taking orders that come across for you. But your hammer and sickle just won't fit our red, white, and blue. Mr. Stalin, you're eating too high on the hog. Mr. Stalin, quit feeding these lies to your mob. Now listen, Joe, you know that you aren't used to eating meat. Act your age, be yourself, stick to Kremlin wheat. Mr. Stalin, you're eating too high on the hog. Mr. Stalin, quit feeding these lies to your mob. Now we aren't hunting trouble, but we ain't never run that saw live and let live Joe, remember the rising sun, could eaten too high on the hog. Poetry from back in the day by Uncle Arthur Smith and his crackerjacks. Mr. Stalin, you're eaten too high on the hog.
1: Well, he did. But I, 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 it's very interesting. It was it, it, Has there been any other despot, tyrant like him who's ever just got away with it all? Well, Pol Pot. Did he talking get, about despot, yeah, did he just uh, get away with it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, he died in f- Paris. He, mm-hmm. he lived a quite retired life. Uh, he got like he got a nice retirement, and he got a great song written about him.
1: Did he? Did he, did he have any many wars? Did he had to fight himself. Well,
0: yeah. He, so uh, Paul Potter, uh, was uh, responsible for a massive genocide, oh, yeah, basically, but did he
1: have a? You know, d- was he ever in a position where he was invaded by the well, supposedly most? technologically advanced which isn't true army in the world
0: and yes uh, actually henry kissinger got a nobel prize out of it for bombing the shit out of cambodia Hmm. and uh, yeah Hmm. i every day i wonder why is it that saintly people died and yet henry kissinger is still alive and it is one of those things that make me question my faith that my higher power is a loving and kind higher power because sometimes you know Henry Kissinger is still alive.
1: You have these higher power things and then you think of living under one of these characters then uh, how could you ever believe that anything was looking out for you when you had absolutely no chance ever? Well, it's, uh, it's like Evil this. is literally let loose.
0: Well, it's like the, the bet that Blaise Pascal did, right? Like, uh, you better hope that uh, there's a god because if there's no god, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, so you might as well hedge your bets because... What the hell, right? Um,
1: oh, I guess so. Yeah. What the hell? You're already in hell, so maybe you're waiting for heaven.
0: Well, you know, the the Hindu belief actually like keeps me in good stead here because. Uh, Mm-hmm. There's uh, unlimited cycles of life and death until you basically get done. So, like, my previous life I could have been an ant and the next life I could be a cockroach. I, of course, think that I'm still an ass, but uh, that's just well, my personal perspective. No, wrong of...
1: with a donkey is a noble creature. No, uh, He's so stubborn as a mule. I once met a donkey who sold beer for a living. Yeah? No joke. His name was Chewy. He sat there. I have a photo That's not of a of traditional
0: two. name for a donkey. You his know name that, was right? Chewy.
1: He sat there. He, he smiled as you walked past on your walk. Uh, In front of him he had beer and it said Cerveza, one euro for Chewy. And on Chewy, clearly his name was Chewy.
0: It must be a local landmark.
1: Well, I think he was a local, I think he might have been the mayor. It was a one-ass town, you see. uh, (laughs) uh, He was the mayor and landlord of the bar. And uh, yeah, Chewy the donkey. Chewy the donkey. Good friend of mine. I I obviously wasn't drinking at the time, so I didn't purchase any beer from him. But I I gave him a few euros anyway, because I thought, you know, this donkey's got more nous than most people I've met.
0: Yeah, well, you know, really? uh, that's a, that's actually, like, a pretty good business model. Like, if you... Like, Don't have no
1: hands or arms? Yeah, bank like, account.
0: it's it's uh, it's it's run completely on trust and faith. And also, you know, I, I'll go to the ass bar, and, uh, you know, like, everybody knows what the ass bar is. Like, yeah. there's an ass running around with bears and a money can. You know, yeah, it's run on, on a system.
1: It's brilliant. I mean, the horse walks into the bar, the ass says, it's not your place, mate. No. Oh. You know, <laughs> not for the likes
0: of you. <laughs> nice Get out of here, long legs. Uh, yeah. this is a hell of a start for a podcast
1: <laughs> the aspar and Stalin donkeys Stalin and uh, uh the other guy who was pretty bad, yeah paul Pot yeah, I never like, thought that was his real name. It always sounded just a bit like you know he was a teacher
0: wow, oh, they, wow. yeah, you know, like uh but uh don' like he did commit like a lot of i actually like uh, i read a uh, bet he was
1: a foul teacher. I once had a Mathematics teacher, he was kind of harsh. He'd pick up unruly students and put them in the yards They'd go rolling and crying down the corridors. They'd whinge at weekends to their parents. Their parents would write and say, do it again, do it again, our kid is such a moron. Do it again, do it again, and oh damn we split the condom. And that was about an old teacher of mine called Mr. Uh, W-R-I-J-Ridgey Way. he used to, um, as the song said, he would pick up a kid by the hips, turn him around, flip him, and no, not do what the other dodgy teachers did. This guy would just boot him with his knee between the guy's cheeks down the corridor. Uh, like knee-punt him. Knee-punt, yeah, but it's like a, if you ever played Street Fighter 2 when you were younger. Guile oh, did yes, a know. knee charge.
0: Yeah, those are. It's actually from Muay Thai, you know. Those are like pretty mean. It was, but it was
1: one of them, and it's, this man, he was like eighty years old.
0: That's like. Uh, I've always thought about this, like, uh, there's a reason we call, like, uh, the, uh, I don't know if that person falls in the baby boomer category or the greatest generation category. He was probably, like, he was born during the war, right? I
1: think this guy, this would be 1989, the guy, probably about 80, so. Oh, he's
0: definitely late through the war.
1: Probably yeah. both.
0: Yeah, but he, but, like, if, if he survived the blitz, like, you know, hell. I think like, he, um, he
1: probably would have been in the age to see action.
0: Yeah, like um, probably a
1: paratrooper.
0: The the combination of Bovril and uh, the wind poorly insulated housing and the Blitz, like it really like you know builds character.
1: It does build character, and, and also uh, I think what
0: helped character and, uh, was and, and strengthen the limbs.
1: And ready, at the time, every, you know, there was a readily available supply of um, opium cocaine.
0: Oh, yes, the cocaine could uh, so, probably you know, help.
1: It's, uh, keep calm and carry on was very easy, really. I mean, you got the cocaine to carry on and you got the opium to carry on, you know, keep calm.
0: Well, it's a very British thing, you know, like uh, to put laudanum in your tea. Uh, right. like, uh, <laughs> well, according to my
1: great grandfather, he used to just go down to the pharmacy and say, I'll have a couple of the old keep calms and a couple of the old carry ons. Oh,
0: there you go. And um, now we make posters about them.
1: And yeah, apparently that phrase doesn't really refer to the older. You know, carry on regardless spirit.
0: Stiff upper lip. and no, nothing. no. I don't know.
1: Because of the underbelly of London during the Blitz.
0: Well, you know, um, st- you, stiff upper lip goes with the powdered nose, I imagine.
1: Well, yeah, it was strong stuff in those days. <laughs> I believe it was the, um, the Dutch who were actually responsible for most of the old
0: back then. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, the Dutch.
0: Well, you know, the... Um, there's something about uh, the opportunistic Dutch, you know. Uh, there's, uh, have you seen those photos of uh, Gin Alley and Berlin? I have, I part, have. Yeah. By
1: Hogarth, is it? Yes, Hogarth. Hogarth.
0: And uh, it's
1: beautiful people in it. Beautiful. <laughs> <people>. <laughs> and
0: it's the Gin Alley is basically populated by the Dutch, and uh, I do get some, a modicum of vicarious pleasure out of it.
1: <laughs> I think the Dutch are, uh, uh, and this is no, uh, this is no, this uh, is no casting no aspersions, no no, of no, course. No, no, no. Our Dutch friends here, but. Sneaky, 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 I think. It's really the Dutch thing.
0: Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean... You know, they, they were the first in the the Colony game and uh, you know, they just like show up to a country and like, uh, well, uh, this is ours now. And they're like, literally. well, uh, we live here, you know. And, um, and they're like, but do you have a flag? Which is the old skit by, I think, Eddie Iser. He's <laughs> like, well, do you have a flag? And they're like, no, well, we have a flag. It's
1: ours now. I think they probably did that. And I think what they also did was they, they started a sort of, you know, they had slavery, but they also went slavery bad, and then sort of handed it all over to the British, just so you know, really good investment in like uh, international opinion going forward. Well, oh, yeah, the British, yeah. being the, um, the more put they are, took it over, thinking they would defeated. All... Oh, the Dutch God. just handed you it, and at the same time told you slavery bad, everybody, everyone, look at the British. <laughs> well, they sneaked off back to uh, Holland, with all their all the good stuff gone.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, there is uh, there is something to. Uh, I I enjoy reading stories about Amsterdam back in the day. They had uh, uh, if you go to the middle of the city uh, by past dam, uh, there's there used to be what was called the pump house back in the day, which mm-hmm. was like a house of reform and in the 16th century it started with pretty noble aims you know like we get uh, the criminals and we teach them to be better citizens basically
1: or at least to get away with
0: it and uh, then it basically became a thing for slave labor <laughs> and uh, what they would do is like they would make you work as forced labor camp basically in the middle of the city because you know you, you but... still have one of them <laughs> yeah and uh what happened was that if you were uh, pretty like if you were really stubborn about not wanting to work what they would do is they would put you in a basement and the basement would flood like at like in half an hour, and Christ. they had a pump, and they're like, well, pump or die, pump or die, pump or die, pump or die. Because uh, such a Dutch thing, you know, like pump or die, but <laughs> pump or die. I mean, that sounds like something Reebok should have taken up. For oh. Well, I think that should be like in all the gyms, you know, like, you know, pump or die and pump it's like, die. S- like, for the people doing squats?
1: Yeah, pump or die. Or maybe just in some of the gyms they have literally a, a room where it's... Uh, well, it's
0: CrossFit, right? Yeah, I'd, you like, know? A, I'd
1: like an hour in the uh, pump or die room, please. Yeah, like people what, like... What speed water would you like, sir? <laughs> uh, I'd like uh, dead dead by midday. <laughs> dead by <laughs> <laughs> what, what quality of pump would you like? I'd like uh, barely survival. <laughs> Third world. Yeah. Would you, like to, would you like a ready-made pump or would you like to build an 18 style from a few <laughs> leftovers from the locker room oh a i'll
0: do that duct tape and an air bladder yeah. and like a pair of old jeans
1: and um they just have a flushing system where if you if you don't make it they just flush you into the <laughs> they flush you back into the um you know the canals and that's that
0: and then you also like crossfit would like really i think this would be they're already running around like like you know like messing around with tractor ties and stuff like that this oh, is exactly i saw them this up,
1: morning i saw them this morning
0: this is exactly up to crossfit sally um or die <laughs>
1: bumble die bumble die die
0: we should probably do a song about that.
1: you have seen the cross for people, those pussies with their tires. They ain't been locked in flood chambers and told the pump will die. Real Freddy flooding is a real inspiration for the beast inside. Locked in a flood chamber with a manual build pump and a high rising tide. Come on here, you're running out of time Babe, put you back into it, pump or die Babe, you're running out of time The water's coming in for fuck's sake, pump or die, pump or die So they really locked him in the box and they flooded the water in and they just you have to pump it out until to uh, stop yourself from drowning
0: Yeah, and uh, they... So what they said was There's plenty that, of water uh, in Holland
1: too, plenty of water
0: well, that that was a big thing for the Dutch. Apparently, um, there was a great moral virtue of not drowning, which you can pretty well understand. And so there was, a, for a lot of uh, deviancy, so for example, if you're homosexual in like 17th century Netherlands, uh, your punishment was death by drowning. Really? And, yeah, so uh, of course, it was considered inhumane to like, literally drown somebody. So what they would do is they would cut your throat and then... They won't bury you. They would throw your body into the river. So, in uh, the eye. So basically, the under us, there probably dead bodies of like. Ah, oh, yeah.
1: Hey, uh, you love sh- <laughs> seamen. Go die with them. Is yeah, that was a, a bit? Yeah, but uh, I I see your point. Um, but yeah. It's, it's an international podcast. We'll have more people find that funny even don't.
0: Ah uh, yes. Yeah, so we, we have to play the numbers game. We
1: do. I'm sorry, Holland.
0: Um and yeah. Um, this this took a grim turn for what was meant to be a light BBC Four kind of a podcast. Talking well, talking about BBC of the four,
1: homosexuals and unfairness. I, I saw a guy T shirt today, and it reminded me of something, of the Alan Turing thing, which is just, just it's pretty disgusting, really. How the man, yeah, he was very very uh, important in fighting the Nazis and all their horrible stuff. Yeah. and then his own government killed him for being a uh, homosexual.
0: Well, yes, they so, committed suicide by eating a apple mixed with cyanide yeah so he fought
1: against the tyranny which which apparently we were fighting against all the allies were then their own tyranny killed him for
0: well you know uh, kind of unfair right can't trust the government. Well, you know, you can't. You never can. But um, especially with Donny Trump and uh, Boris the Jughead,
1: they can't trust themselves. So I'm pretty sure of that.
0: <laughs> I mean, they. Oh yeah. Uh, I. You know, uh, the thing is, I actually think that both Donnie and Boris are a lot more smarter than they, they come across. Oh, I
1: think I they... think they're actually very smart, both right. of them. But the trouble is, they've both achieved what they want to. So you know. Their life's goal. I
0: actually, I actually think that Donald Trump didn't actually want to win. I think he, like he, he knew that he would get a campaign, but I don't think he really wanted to win. <laughs> I think he was surprised himself that he won.
1: I, I, I imagined it to him; it was a bit of fun, which went too far. Yeah. And then when he, a man with it already probably, wha- out of whack ego, without even wanting to, became the most powerful man in the West. It's That's not, a... It's not exactly going to do your uh, calm you down, is it?
0: <laughs> That's a Western movie title right there. The most powerful man in the West.
1: I always thought that the best dressed rebels in the West was good, but that that could be the uh, sequel. Donny
0: no, no, no. Donny Trump is not well dressed.
1: No, I that. No, but you don't know, like His that. His address
0: is gotta be the best. No, you know that, that If you look at Donald Trump like you'd almost make an argument that that this guy's working too hard like if you look at his hair it's kind of like you know getting all over the place his pants like you know they he almost needs to go to his tailor and like boss like put in some pleats but no he's like dressed in like stuff that he bought like it looks like he bought it on a secondhand store like this guy's working so hard and like you know he's tweeting at 3 a.m in the morning like if, like, if the he, mani- he, he was a maniac,
1: he is a maniac. like, if you know.
0: look at him, like, and, like, how he dresses up and how, like, his Twitter hours, you'd say, like, this is such a hard-working guy except that his hard work is all towards, like, his basic possible yes, narcissism.
1: And there's, of course, like, uh, he, he, he has no idea what Twitter is and it is just, like, a PR guy who's thought, this is going to be the funniest thing I've, my job ever, I'm going <laughs> to pretend to be Donald Trump and, uh... And I gotta say, it's outlandish stuff. Donald doesn't give a shit because he's Donald. He doesn't care. Yeah. And uh, the, some guy somewhere is just continually uh, tweeting as Donald Trump, and has been for the past seven years, and just can't believe how far his career's gone.
0: Man, you know, like uh, I, in my, one friend, thing, my
1: friend's job is to tweet for a lot of these famous people. There's I am,
0: a, I'm envious. Like the only thing I'm envious of Donald Trump for, is that McDonald like McDonald diet that he can like pull off. I'm a poor college student in Europe. Like, McDonald's is not really, like, a thing. But, like, once in a while, you know, like, I just want, like, a Big Mac and some fries. Well,
1: it's got something in it, I'm sure.
0: And, uh, you no, know, because people are like, McDonald's doesn't taste good. No, like, it's a massive corporation. They're food scientists with PhD. Like, they're, like, scientifically engineering this burger to taste good. Like, who are you? You're a farmer. You, like, just, like, sow seeds and, like, hope for the best. Mm. No, they've got, like, modern science. Okay. They like some like solid German chemists, like probably working on like a ketchup recipe for McDonald's.
1: And that's not even. I mean, and that's a hassle to them as well. I mean, having to sell out the actual food's a hassle. I mean, uh-huh, yeah. have you seen the movie The Founder? No I have not. And it's yeah, it's pretty good and it, it'll put you off ever eating there ever again until obviously you get that what you just talked about if I just fancy a McDonald's and then all your morals go out the window. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just uh, there's a bit in it when the guy uh, the guy who's essentially stolen the business from the McDonald brothers yeah. in the first place. Oh, Ray Rock Yeah, he's essentially just stolen it outright, doesn't even care. Yeah. And some some guy is overhearing him talking about it in a restaurant and goes, "Uh I just overheard your talk you talking." Yeah. Uh, do you know what business you're in? He goes, I'm in the burger business. He's like, No, you just you're in the property business and you don't know it. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and McDonald's then, owns a lot of, lot and, uh, of property. And then from
1: then onwards, he didn't even care about whether the food was good. It was just we can get these locations everywhere.
0: Well, yeah, uh, really this hungry is hungry for McDonald's now. Uh, oh. Yeah, like you see, they, that's how they're can get it delivered. delivered. Yeah, yeah, probably. We no. should probably get um, the McDonald's.
1: Get Fuck this, right? Yeah,
0: uh, but actually, uh Talking about, uh, talking about McDonald's. I got you a know. A song about
1: Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Old McDonald had a cocky no, I I like you
1: Thrown out of McDonald's for pissing on Ronald. I'm calling the server gay. You're not supposed to do that shit these days. Let's go out tonight and get a bucket of chicken. We'll eat off the street bin. I might wear my tie you can dress however you like you know i keep it classy
0: at night and uh, thank you mark for that wonderful musical interlude um i think we're going to call it uh, a night even though there is sun outside but you know uh, do
1: you know what time mcdonald's shuts uh
0: mcdonald's mcdonald's is open open. thank god for that so let's uh, what would you get? Yeah. You know, in India, you can get a Maharaja Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I could go for a Maharaja yeah, Mac right wrap, by now. You just
1: wrap up here, right? I'm go, I'm go, I'll be back in half an hour. And, Do you know where the nearest uh, one
0: is? Uh, I think you have to swim across the eye. Oh, shit. Well, well okay. on that note, thank you, gentle listeners. And yeah. remember, may you die two days before the devil knows you're dead.
1: Yeah, bye. bye. Um, There's another verse to that song. It's got Clinton in it. i it last